1: And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay.
0: Babe, did you just send me a dollar on
1: Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh.
0: (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Just because you see people in the parking lot (laughs) don't mean they don't got shit to say.
1: (laughs) And this parking lot pimping is not the pimping you probably think it is. Deadass.
0: Deadass.
1: Hey, I'm Kadeen.
0: And I'm DeVal.
1: And we're the Ellis's.
0: You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys.
1: And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy.
0: Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow.
1: <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married.
0: Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics.
1: Things most folks don't want to talk about
0: through the lens of a millennial married couple dead ass is a term that we say every day so when we say dead ass we're actually saying facts 100 the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth (laughs) we about (laughs) to take pillow talk to a whole new level
1: dead ass starts right
0: now uh before we get into our our guests i want to tell this story um i was a little bit upset about this story Mm-hmm. But um, I I did understand what was happening, so I'm gonna you know explain a little bit. Okay. In 2020, this was after, uh, Kobe's passing. Uh, who else had passed? Pop Smoke. Pop Smoke had passed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, George Floyd was murdered, mm-hmm. and also Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. was uh had died that summer. It was just a heavy, heavy year. Mm-hmm. And Kadena and I had decided that we were going to dedicate that season of the podcast to, um. Uh, the socially, the socioeconomic and socio-political unrest that was happening in America during that time of 2020 that was sparked by George Floyd, but also Breonna Taylor, also Amon Arbery. Mm-hmm. There were so many events that happened at that time. Mm-hmm. And for that season, we interviewed Sean King, my son, the general. We, inter- mm-hmm. uh, we interviewed at the time who was uh, Vice President Biden. This was before he won the presidency mm-hmm. from Donald Trump. But yeah. we had interviewed... Um, a bunch of different people right. dealing with socio political and socioeconomic economic mm-hmm. issues, and not for nothing, that was our lowest listen to season to date.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it was our uh, the funny thing is our highest listen to episode was the episode we talked about pressure, which is when we talked about sex <laughs> in and the midst of the season. In the midst in yeah. the midst of the season, that yeah. was our second episode, but it was just. Funny to me that when we chose to speak about things that were dear to us and dear to our community, mm-hmm. that people stopped listening. Right. And uh, before we get into, first of all, I guess well, I'm excited about being here. Did I just know. want to give a little bit of my idea of why
2: mm-hmm.
0: the numbers were down. Um, first and foremost, I felt like people just needed a break.
2: Mm.
0: You know, we released that season uh, the end of 2020. So we'd already dealt with a lot in the beginning oh, yeah. of 2020. Oh yeah, it was
1: heavy because everything kind of kicked in in March. Yeah, everything well, kicked in in March. January with Kobe, but yeah. Yeah,
0: so we, we released that season, I believe in September, mm-hmm. September, October. And I mm-hmm. feel like people were just fatigued mm-hmm. because they were watching CNN every day. They were mm-hmm. listening to all the pundits speak. And I, I feel like home. it was, yes, it everyone was, like was no home. Escape. It was a lot. Yeah. it was a lot. And I feel like they were looking for an escape. So that's why our numbers were down. But I am interested in... And asking our guests Mm -hmm. when we come back from break her thoughts about it. I think it'll be
1: interesting. We're going to
0: take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, Kay's going to introduce our guests.
1: Sounds good. Stick around, y'all.
0: Kay decided that we were going to start a new karaoke trend. Yes. And the karaoke trend is not going to... Well, the karaoke song is no longer going to be related to the topic. Yeah. Because sometimes we just feel in the vibe.
1: That's a fact. And sometimes we've been having a hard time trying to figure out a song that correlates to the topic. Because a lot of times it doesn't even really correlate. It It just might have one or two words that make sense. Yes. Like today I was like, oh, parking lot pimping. We should do big pimping, right? Well... Oh, you supposed to surprise them with the, the song. Oh. That's why I don't let you do karaoke. But you said we were going off of vibes. I thought you were going to do the other song that we were talking about that we fell asleep to last night. All
0: right, so since we're going on vibes and Kay already fucked up the introduction for parking like <laughs> pimping, we're going to go with the other song that we fell asleep to last night.
1: Or well, we could do both. I mean, we, can we make our we own rules. song we fell asleep to
0: last night? Because I was asleep, so I don't remember. Girl. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, you start it. This is your <laughs> song, bro.
1: I can tell you how I feel about you. Night, night and day.
2: How I, I about you. you. That's all I know.
0: So, so the reason why she's singing this song is because there's a part in the song Shout where it to comes the sure. bridge and the break, and he just goes, girl. <laughs> and that is my favorite part of the song.
1: And I don't know why we find that part <laughs> so funny y'all go
0: listen to i'll be Shore's song yes right?
1: night and day
0: night and day and there's a part in it where he goes girl
1: <laughs> over and over again he
0: says it twice is it just twice in the bridge it
1: felt like it was over and over
2: again
1: girl this show is sponsored by better help listen y'all losing two loved ones in a matter of six months It can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family.
0: That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively.
1: And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down.
0: If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule.
1: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp.
0: Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people.
1: That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth.
0: Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective.
1: And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay.
0: Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash?
1: I just said our cash isn't content. Shh.
0: (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC, terms apply.
1: All right, we're back. And I'm going to introduce our guest so that way she can kind of chime in because she's been listening behind the scenes to the story. And we want to get her uh, two cents about why she thinks that was happening then and what it looks like now in the scope of 2023. We're still dealing with a lot of things. I think we're always dealing with something. When it comes to socioeconomic and political issues. But... Today, we're parking lot pimping, y'all. And if (laughs) y'all, if you didn't know what parking lot pimping was, baby, you don't need a car for it. You don't. You don't. You just need to be there. Lene Vinay is a writer, poet, and content creator whose social media series, Parking Lot Pimping, seeks to inform and educate Americans, especially us. 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 Mm Us about the social and political issues affecting our communities and the world as a whole. The series is posted on Fridays, and as Lene says at the beginning of each video, she's always keeping it very black <laughs> and very brief, which I appreciate. Parking Lot Pimpin has been so influential in getting black Americans informed that the Vice President Kamala Harris made an appearance earlier this year to talk mm. about gun reform. Mm. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Credits, okay? Uh, the series has gained Lene two and double acp image nomin award nominations and she's here to talk to us today
0: clap it up clap it up what a wow. company to be in I, wow. I can't clap what a space <laughs> to be in if i clap triple gonna be mad if i clap but yeah, i am, I am i'm air clapping up. for you but Lene, we
1: <laughs> girl
2: we
0: are so proud of yes. you and so proud you. to have you here like this is just i'm gonna I'm get out of your way and yes. I want to ask you a question. Okay. Um, our, our content, the engagement dropped when we started to speak on socio-political issues. Mm-hmm. As someone who is primarily in that arena, why do you think that happens when, quote unquote, entertainers, because we, I consider us to be entertainers. Mm-hmm. When entertainers choose to show people how they feel about political issues, why is it like a dismissal?
3: Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And I also think you hit the nail on the head, especially during the time you guys specifically released that season. I do agree. People probably wanted a break. But also because yeah. you established yourselves in a pop culture realm, I do believe people might have felt disrupted in a way because they might have come to you okay. guys for some type of relief or release and just to be right. entertained. And another big Mm -hmm. thing is for a very long time, our people have felt very distant from politics. And it's really interesting because I've been a scholar of and a lover of Black history all my life. And it wasn't really until I left my master's program and I began to see, as you said, all the things we've been hit with since 2020. I guess experiencing it as an adult on my own, Lord Jesus, (laughs) that (laughs) they gave it a different coloring for me. But it's surprising, to say the least, that that has actually been with the bulk of our contribution to American history has been in politics. But politics, still, yes,
2: absolutely.
3: because we have not yet achieved all the freedoms we want to achieve, that is, caused a lot of discontent and willful dis- distancing in our communities from politics. And so um, I think during that time in specific we were getting a lot of people on the train. We were getting them to understand you have to be versed. You have to know what's going on so you can step up to the table so you can be informed, so you can be armed with language, all the things. It's just, um it's hard because even as we're doing that, even as we see this influx of so many young Black creatives really getting engaged in the conversation, we're still met mm-hmm. with the people in the comment sections. I'm not voting no more because no matter how I vote, it never turns out how I need to. And I'm not doing no lesser of two evils. And And I get it. I really do. We are having to do a lot of unlearning and and enfranchising ourselves. And that's just hard to do. It's hard to do, especially when politics has always been seen as a, quote unquote, white people thing, you know, and it can't be that anymore. It can't be that anymore.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think earlier, well, earlier this season, based off of when this episode is airing, we did talk about um, celebrity influence and them having a say when Mm -hmm. it comes to using their platforms, particularly when it comes to politics, right? Mm -hmm. So for right now, for example, with the war happening... Mm People are looking at certain people of influence with Mm -hmm. platforms that have millions of followers to take a stance, whether Mm -hmm. it's picking a side, whether it's, you know, towing the line, whatever it is that they're doing, they're looking for that. Mm -hmm. And I think what we did, particularly in 2020, we didn't want to come across as being tone deaf, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, read the room that you're in right now. Mm -hmm. How can you just talk about sex and marriage and frolicking Mm -hmm. around when Mm -hmm. the world is literally crumbling around Mm -hmm. you? So for us to avoid that, we felt like it was just our duty to not necessarily take a or to be divisive, which tends to happen a lot when you do even try to just educate people Mm -hmm. in, you know, a post or or giving information. And I love that when I look at your page and I come to your page, it's usually for educational purposes because Mm -hmm. I may not understand the jargon-laden, you know, Mm -hmm. terms that happen with politics. So I think if people are approaching it with more of a let me educate myself kind of perspectives versus Mm -hmm. let me go to the comments to be divisive, Mm -hmm. it'll be a lot It'll be a lot more beneficial, but you know, in that moment, we just were like, "How do we avoid like not talking about the elephant in the room when mm. the elephant is in the room?" Right? You know, have you had moments right. you know, like that even on your platform?
3: Yeah, I'm actually struggling with it right now, and I'll give some more context to that in just a second. But of mm. all the posts that I'm seeing, of all the posts that I'm seeing that are showing a lot of violence that's going on, that are infographics of what sides are talking about what, right. what might be true and what isn't. I will tell Mm -hmm. you the most powerful meme, so to speak, that I've seen is a picture that says, I think the elephant ties the room together. And I thought it Mm. spoke volumes because Mm. especially with someone like a platform myself, especially you guys, it's just minorities in America. You know, more often than not, that the elephant that's in the room is a thing that needs to be tackled. So the room can be at peace. So the room can be peaceful, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and people are saying that they want peace on Earth. And it's just really difficult for people to say what they want to say because the reality is their politics can be tied to their careers and so right now when I say Mm -hmm. that I'm struggling with it on my own platform you know I have a podcast where I'm connected to two other creators and while we all are in support of all the things that we're in support of because our podcast kind of it is a extension of the parking lot pimping brand, but all of us have roots in whether it's black studies or advocacy and all the things, I can't just allow my statements to color what they got going on. Um, also, right. also I work with people and while I'm thinking about the webs that I'm connected in, I'm also really thinking about what my spirit wants me to do and what I'm being led right. to say me mm. in this moment. So I think a lot of people are making the best choices that they can, and I can't speak for anybody else's choices. You know, I've been taking mm-hmm. a minute myself to craft how I want to say what I want to say, um, because you just have to. It's not a time to be quiet.
1: Right. For sure. Right.
0: I have, I have a question. Okay. Where do you, because a lot of people ask me this all the time. Where do you get your information? Mm. Right. Denzel Washington had a quote that said, if you, if you watch the news, you're misinformed. But if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then
0: he asked reporters, he said, you know, what what a, a great responsibility you have mm-hmm. to tell the truth. And we're living in an age now where the truth is not as important as being first. Mm-hmm. Like it's just let's be first. Let's yeah. get the information out first. And even if it's not true, mm-hmm. well, we got it out first so we get the clicks. Where do you find your information to know? And and stay informed and know mm-hmm. that the information I got is the right information.
1: Yeah, because you, I mean, you have pretty much essentially created a new version of news media. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that makes it super digestible for right. us. And we haven't seen anything like that before, really. So, mm-hmm. like, what made you also? I guess to piggyback on Deval's question, what made you create Parking Lot Pimping? Like, just give us an overview about what it is that your platform is.
3: Um. So, what made me create Parking Lot Pimping? Honestly, was a desire to see black people really be there for one another, regardless of all the things that I've learned about racism in this country. I've discovered that it's been most successful at dividing our communities, whether it's on the basis of sex, gender, sexuality, Mm -hmm. class, all the things. And as much as we want to talk about the white man being the issue, the white man has done a lot of things in our own neighborhoods that we have to attend to before we can be a united front. So I started the parking lot to inform his. My, for my audience, on historical things that have taken place that make our communities valuable, period. And pulling back the wool over age old adages about what certain groups of people are capable of, what, whether or not they are mm-hmm. valuable in our communities. And so that's where it started. And then as Mm -hmm. I started to see, whether it was in the news or social media, these different topics taking over the headlines and starting these dialogues, I said, okay, well, I can use, I can be informed of what's going on in the news and use these content pieces as opportunities to connect what is going on throughout history to make my point hit home all the more. And that is actually when I saw my content spike. So to your point, I'm always looking in the headlines. I actually have a writing team now. I've got a researcher who's a journalist and a writing partner as well to help me just make sure that I am, if I'm traveling or anything, I'm still abreast of what's going on and I have all the most up-to-date information. And so I'm looking in the news to see what I can pull from, but more importantly, what I think I can tell the best story about and not just tell a story as in make up something, but what narrative can I craft that I can be proud of that I know is verified information and all those things and what I can say that has the most impact for my audience. And so with that, then all three of us also have master's degrees in African-American studies. We pull from our mm-hmm. peer-reviewed literature, we pull from books that uh, have been certified by the scholars and right. things to pad that information to make sure that we're doing due, gil- due diligence. So it's a, it's a two-way mm-hmm. street for sure.
0: That's mm-hmm. great. So you get your history from certified outlets, mm-hmm. history Mm-hmm. makes most, that makes the most sense. The biggest mm-hmm. issue that people are running into now is, do I listen to CNN? Do I listen to Fox? Do I listen to MSNBC? Mm-hmm. Like which newspapers do I read? Because now the biggest thing is everything is fake news. Mm-hmm. It's all propaganda. So my my biggest concern is is trying to answer people who ask me the question, like where, Deval, where do you get your news if you can't trust anything you watch? And I want to ask you because you are way more educated on this than I am. Mm-hmm. And I also feel safe in saying that we have a guest on the show who does her due diligence not only for history but also current events.
2: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Where do you get your news and, and find out about information and things that's happening now?
3: Yeah. So I pay a lot of attention to the discussion around my sources as well. Like what their credibility has been in the history and whether it's the history of someone's brand or history period. It's always going to be revealing to you about whether or not you can trust the source of information. And so for instance just Taking it back to 2020, if you're at a rally, not you don't even have to be at the rally. If you're on Fox News and they're playing a clip of Trump saying, whatever, about the good people in Charleston, South Carolina, who just right. ran somebody over with a car. You can look at the history of the good people <laughs> in South Carolina and let them know that, no, that was actually right. factually racist, you know? So it's those type <laughs> right. of things. You just you have to be a little bit more well-informed about the history of a thing before you can just make an opinion on what people are saying about it right now. And I think that is the determining factor because it is difficult. And what I can say that so far, sources that I've pulled from that I trust are people like M- NPR, the ACLU, Vox, the Washington Post, it can get iffy, so you got to make sure mm-hmm. that you are giving yourself an opportunity to see what folks are saying about the issue um, itself, because um, things are also complex. And I think that's the best thing about my platform, and also what I encourage others to do, and that's embrace the nuance of situations and understand that not everything right. is cut and dry. Right.
2: Okay.
0: So I didn't, right. I didn't want to say it, I wanted to hear you say it, mm-hmm. but I had gotten some flack from some of my friends because. I do watch CNN, but I also watch Fox. Mm -hmm. I also watch MSNBC because Mm -hmm. like you, I'm like, we have to understand the nuance, right? Mm And the totality. And then when when people speak, like you said, go look at the history of that person. Mm -hmm. Go look at the history of their their words Mm -hmm. and have they spoken... Fallacies in the past Because mm-hmm. then you can see If they spoke of fallacies in the past This may not be someone I really want to mm-hmm. You know Hold as a credible source But that doesn't mean Everyone on every source Is discreditable Or is that not even a word Discreditable mm-hmm. right. You know or not, right. or not credible Not credible You know so Not credible But I do the same thing yeah. I'll, I'll watch Fox For a couple hours And see what's going on On that side I'll mm-hmm. watch CNN And I'll
1: watch MSNBC I would love to know um, Lene What your process is like um, mm-hmm. Because when you're trying to unpack and then try to find a way to deliver what can be very daunting, complex information Mm -hmm. that can also be very touchy depending on like who's listening and what their stance is. Um, Delivery is everything. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we always talk about with our team, just how we use the gifts to make the gifts that you've been given to make them work for you. And I know Mm -hmm. that you do have a background in in, uh, poetry as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And how do you find that being a, a poet has kind of led you to be this kind of social media educator, do you think it's better received or well-received based off Absolutely. of how you deliver it? Absolutely. I can, I can answer <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah,
0: for sure. Right?
3: And mm-hmm. uh, what mm-hmm.
0: think? go ahead. Tell me what you think. <laughs> no, no, I just, uh, I'm going to be honest. When I, mm-hmm. when I first came to your page, mm-hmm. it was the flow in which the information was coming out, which is what m- right. made me pay attention. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you could, you could be very knowledgeable, but be a dry talking head.
1: Yeah. Well, that's true. You know, and or, I, I, I listened to all of your videos at least two or three times, just because mm-hmm. at first I'm just like, She's so eloquent. I love the way she said it. The flow is great. Like I look at that portion of it first, and then then I have to go back and be like, "What did she really say?" Mm -hmm. You know, and just be able to like unpack it and digest it. So, was that like a major influence in how you started parking lot pimping and giving out information?
3: And it's interesting you use the words "major influence" because I think intrinsically, absolutely. Did I think about it? No, I actually critiqued myself because, especially since I started the parking lot, I had not had intimate time with my journal, just literally writing poetry unless someone was asking me to do it for an event, unless I was getting paid for it. It wasn't something I felt that I was still honing my craft on um, until I got a lot of feedback that my my videos do feel like poetry for the listener and the audience. And paying attention to my delivery was always something intentional because as you said, you can be informed, but you can also be a draft. Um, Mm -hmm. I was a high school teacher for two and a half years. And one thing a high school kid
0: is gonna let you do is know if you're whack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is facts, though. That is facts.
3: Bruh, yeah. because I
1: was not the history head at mm-hmm. all in school. I mean, to me, it was just dry, 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 dry. I, lo- I totally disconnected when it came to social studies and things like that. But DeVal, on I the hand, he loves history. Like so that's like his reading
0: books. So, where
1: were you? When I was in high school history. And <laughs> where were you? When I am <laughs> in the information. So I could bring it she was to six. You today, <laughs> she was six. I was six. When, she, when you was in high
0: school, she was six. All right, that's, Listen, no. y'all
1: gotta age me like that. <laughs> Man. God damn. Mm-hmm. So, um... Is there a petite? petite, Sorry, I don't know if you had a follow up question or not, but I'm just like feeling the flow of where we're going here. Speaking about African American history and all that, like, what keeps you inspired the most? Because it can just be a lot, especially during the time and like all of the noise. Um, Is there anything that keeps you inspired or just you you, makes you want to keep going in times like this?
3: I think. It's two things and I don't want to get too deep on you, but it's just what's on my heart right now. But the first thing is that I love us for real. Like we say that Mm -hmm. sentence as a joke, but I am absolutely in love with black people. Yes, I am enamored with what we've been able to do on this earth. And I am in awe of all the gifts that we've been given and the circumstances that we've had. So that's one thing. Yes. And the second thing is that it's just honestly something I'm called to do, you know, like Mm -hmm. conviction, very heavy in my spirit. Um, that this is something that we can't see an end to right now, but if we were to give up, we'll, our our progeny will never see an end to it. So um, I'm very inspired.
0: May, let me tell you <laughs> why that's that's deep, but that's very very important, right? During the mix of all that, I wrote a book, a children's book mm. called "The Ellis's." Um, "The is in a Time Machine." Why do we have to say Black Lives Matter? Mm. And pretty much, it was a historical journey. Um, where my character traveled back in time with my sons and my wife, and we explained to them from slavery to black codes to Jim Crow, why we have to say black lives matter. But what you said resonated with me so much. I love being black mm-hmm. so much, not because of all the things people think blackness is. Oh, he's athletic. Mm-hmm. Oh, the sexual prowess of a black man and mm-hmm. a black woman. No, I love being black because if you know our history yeah. and know everything that we've gone through. Mm-hmm. To understand the resilience that exists in us as a people Mm -hmm. makes me love my people. Mm -hmm. Like I legitimately feel like I can do whatever I want to do. Mm -hmm. We took the twenty-three andMe test, and I found out that my ancestors are eighty percent Nigerian, eighty percent Nigerian, but they actually walked in the trail of tears Mm
2: -hmm. after
0: the slaves were freed in eighteen sixty-five, and it just made me proud. Yeah, you know, whereas as, as so many other people would feel like dang that was my ancestors we so oh no yeah we walked miles mm-hmm. west we walked miles west to survive and then build what we have now I so wish. I understand what I understand what you were saying by being free but being deep I get mm-hmm. it but go ahead I don't want to cut
2: you off go ahead no
3: it's fine and it's funny that you say that because I was having a conversation with someone and being funny but being all the way serious at the same time I said Harriet Tubman made I don't know how many trips up and down this the United mm-hmm. States freeing people you finna waste her time? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for re- no, for real, though. That ass. Are we going to waste all the people before us time who spent so much time and effort, blood, sweat, and tears for us to be able to sit here today and talk on a podcast? Huh? You gonna mean, You're going to waste their time on your nuts. <laughs> and so that's just crazy. I feel like I can't waste time. And then also just knowing what we do here today is what's going to be propelling the future generations of us. So that's why I keep doing it. But to your point, it is very exhausting. And I've had to take my own hiatuses and Actually, I've spent the last year investing my time and energy in developing a self-care brand. Uh, people have been telling me to make tea, so I'm finally making teas. Uh, but <laughs> set to release this holiday season, and I got to be in community with women who are Gullah Geechee. And if you're not familiar, those are essentially the people here in America that were able to retain all of their Western African West African influence from the period of slavery. Because oh, wow. in, uh, in Georgetown, South Carolina, is where the majority live today, but also in some offshoot islands on the coast. But um, if you know anything about the different regions of slavery, they grew different things. And in that region, they grew rice. And the way in which you grow rice in large scale is very dangerous. It is um, dangerous in terms of the infrastructure, but also what the enslaved people were exposed to. And so the lifespan. Of an enslaved person, there was only seven years—seven years of labor. Um, Wow! um, But I say all that to say is why people didn't want to be in the mix, (laughs) risking their lives, and so there were far less overseers, far more people in big, far less people in big houses, micromanaging them. They had tax task systems, so as long as they met their quotas, they left them alone, and they were free to continue their Mm. traditions, cultures, foodstuffs, and all the things. And so those women have helped me launch. A brand and I definitely know that I'll be tapping into other cultures and the diaspora to help make my teas but not only is it the teas it's the teacups it's candles um and bath tea as well for you to Mm -hmm. to soak in uh, certain Mm -hmm. herbs and powders and all the things so that has also been a part of my story like yes we have to continue the good fight yes we were made with resilience in mind but we also have to rest and repair ourselves if we're going to keep going so
0: so let me yeah. real quick. I know I know you get a lot of praise and love mm. from our people. Mm. But I also know when you probably don't post about it, you probably do get hate from the other side.
2: Yeah. And I when I mean hate, it, right? I'm
0: talking to Okay. So so how do you deal with mm. and how do you decide with regardless of whether the hate comes from people who look like me or don't look like
2: mm-hmm.
0: me? How do you decide how you're going to keep going and if you're going to keep going?
3: Those comments don't really have a place. I think as a human, they hurt. Sometimes they hurt my feelings. Sometimes they're just laughable, but they have no place in what I got going on. You know, I had a conversation. I was able to bless enough to have dinner with Miss Tab. And I was just talking to her about Tabitha Brown. I was talking to her mm-hmm. about my season in life okay. um, and acting with integrity and being honest. And she said that honesty... It's other people's problem, not yours. And so that mm-hmm. that um encouraged me in a big way because if I do feel that I'm putting my best foot forward and I'm sharing truths, that honesty and truth and the inability to deal with it is not my problem. My goal was just to put it out there, to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that even mm-hmm. um that brings me to something else that you didn't ask me, but it's just on my mind to talk about it. We gotta know what our roles are. Some of us are not. Marshes in the street. Some of us are not policy advocates. Some of us don't lobby in courtrooms. Um, some of us do the educating and that's okay. And people on mm-hmm. either side are also going to have a problem with how you engage in the fight, but that's their problem. That's not yours. And you got to be confident in how you show up.
1: No, I love that. I love that you've figured out where you fall in this ecosystem of change, right? Mm Because we're always trying to scramble to figure out what that was. And I think particularly back in 2020, it was just like, man, if you're not saying anything on social media, people thought like you're not saying anything. Much like even now, if Mm -hmm. they they say, you know, you're silent, you're complicit, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't stand for something, you're Mm -hmm. kind of towing the line. So I love that you found um, where you are in that ecosystem. But I've always wondered, um, just to kind of change pace a little bit, why the parking lot? Like, how did that come up? Girl,
3: I don't know. (laughs) Let me tell you. Um, (laughs) Anybody who's ever wanted to do something, my story is epitome of just do it. Literally Um, just do it and everything will fall into place. And the only reason why I even went outside is because I was going to start my show on YouTube and it was going to be a little bit longer. But I said, how can I stand out from people who are doing videos in front of their desk, in front of their bed, Mm -hmm. you know, doing Mm -hmm. doing the lifestyle type things? And I was like... I want people to scroll past and be like, what's she doing in her parking lot? <laughs> and like, that's like, <laughs> that it's so all, of it, all of it was a strategy to get folks' attention and keep folks' attention. Because to DeVale's point earlier, I already knew coming in that people felt like they already knew everything there was to know about black history. And it's just not true. Yes. Right? Yes. And also everybody yes. that they hear it from is either trying to push something down their throat or just communicate in a way they cannot relate to. And that's also where I'm gonna keep it black, keep it brief came from. Because after I think I made a longer video, it was like maybe nine minutes, so it wasn't terrible. But my boyfriend and I were talking about how the attention span, attention span isn't there for my brand new Six concept. Six minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: Six minutes. And so that's what, what you he, get? Right. And what
3: he said <laughs> to me is that you should do something short on Instagram and then tell them to come to YouTube. And I was like,
0: no, because they're not going to do that either. I need to
3: do it all within these three minutes on Instagram. Yes. So, uh-huh. That's where I'm going to keep it brief came from.
0: You're a genius for that. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm and then not a dis- How old are you? 28. So you're oh, 10 you're years baby. my junior, mm-hmm. right? But literally, it was the same process we went through with mm-hmm. content. Literally, It was we have to create content that people want to see, right? Mm-hmm. So at first, it was like, let's create short videos and send them to Inst- to YouTube, but then I was like, Nah, because even on YouTube, they're not gonna look past six minutes. Right, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Our, and the analytics showed our us. Our point
0: was three to four minutes. Mm-hmm. You can make a video three to four minutes. You can keep t- people's attention span, and they'll share it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: yep.
0: this, it's amazing to me that at twenty eight, yeah. you were able to figure that out. I yeah. was a little bit older, twenty five. But um, <laughs>
1: I, twenty five. You twenty five. I was twenty five. Just do it. I was twenty five. Just wise? do it. So insanely wise. And I mean, um, I was talking about this pre-show, but Lene and I actually met, um, I think for the first time in person at a, target event at essence festival and it was just something about your spirit and your energy and i'm just like i know i'm going to see her again and i have to see her again and we're going to have to get her on the podcast because Mm -hmm. just your your energy and your space in that room and how sure you were of yourself like that was just enough to have me and i didn't keep in touch with many women i mean there was a room full of amazing women but Mm -hmm. i'm just saying someone who i know i wanted to be in their presence again Mm -hmm. so i just love that and i salute you sis for knowing at 25 that this was something that you You know, being called to do and sitting in that.
3: It's so funny that you say that because I'm just remembering exactly where we met. And that was at the brunch for Target. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Girl, when I tell you I was in shambles that day. (laughs) (laughs) Really? The stylist that I had, it just didn't correlate with where we were going. And I just, when I walked mm-hmm. in that room and we were there with all of these big names and icons, I was like, I'm in here looking like a mm-hmm. harlot. Nobody's going to take me seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I got I'm like going to the bathroom all. to try to fix myself. And, and it's so Aww. funny because when it was time to speak, <laughs> she said I said, oh, I get to say something. And now everybody will know that I'm serious. <laughs>
1: baby, baby. It's so funny how you were internalizing that because I never would have been able to tell, oh, first geez. off. But yeah, but the minute you opened your mouth to speak, I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" Like this, this girl had something to say, and I was listening, and I'm I'm super happy. Dang, I wish I was there to now. have you know. It was all it was for the girls. It was for the girls. ladies Sorry. only. Sorry, I could still
0: wish. I could still only. wish I was there, man. I like- Y'all be speaking and, and that's where you saw Tab room. too Right Tab was there um,
1: Tab wasn't at that event No we were there with I think Jasmine Guy mm-hmm. Nia Long Debbie Oh Allen. I remember that um, Debbie, yeah, Debbie Allen. Allen Yeah it was a really Really great space to be yeah, in Yeah that's a room For the heavy hitters yeah. yeah shout out to Essence Fest For always curating spaces um, You know and and arenas For us to get together And love on each other And inspire each yeah. other Like. That's amazing. So I know that you are an artist that does many things. So before we wrap up, because I feel like, you know, we can totally unpack and have Lene back for like some specific... I I
0: would love to have have Lene um, back because we're going through an election year this year coming up. And... I'd rather have someone speak on what we as the black community need to be focusing on.
1: Oh, for sure, you know for I, sure. I would.
0: I would love to have her back at so some. So definitely,
1: point. pin us, girl, on your calendar. Yeah, pin okay. us because we're gonna have you back, you know, especially about for the lesson. For sure, luxury. but I know that you're a poet, you're a writer, you're an actress, you mm-hmm. are a um, educator, so many things. Um, you know, what do you see next for yourself? What do you see in your future? Only 28. I feel like you are on right. the cusp of like, this is just the the precipice of like your, your, your ability and your greatness. So is there anything that you foresee um, other than your teas coming out in the, in the holiday season? Yeah. What do you want to do?
3: You know, what do I want to do? I've always wanted to tell stories. I've always wanted to mm-hmm. tell stories with education at the center and at the helm, but trick people into learning something. I like to really, mm-hmm. um, lace a really good narrative with information and not just information, but experiences that expose people Mm -hmm. to new perspectives. And so that's what I want to do with TV. That's what I want to do with any book project that I'm working on. That's what I want to do. Like I said, um, the roots of my self-care brand is also based in that. So that's what I want to do all around. And I, I see an empire on its way. You know, and Maybe. yes,
0: ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
3: It's giving it. film
1: director, writer, producer. Uh, producer yeah, You better <laughs> own it, own it, and walk <laughs> in it. I love that. I love that for you. Do you have anything else you want to ask Lene before do, we let her go? I do, but we don't have
0: enough time. I, know. I, I, I love history. I, mm-hmm. I love history. Like I do. Okay. And I would sit here and talk to you about history all day long, but I do want to dedicate a full podcast of talking about politics and what we can look forward to going into this next election year. Yeah. So, Janae, I just want to tell you that... Um, Lene. Lene, my bad, That's Lene. Okay. I appreciate you so yes, much. for what you do. For what you do because you, you don't know how many of your videos get shared amongst the young the young people that I mentor. Mm. And they'll send me because we, we always send each other books and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's always your videos. Be like, yo, check this out. Look what she said here. Look, mm. like, and young men and young women
2: mm-hmm. and I saw
3: so Because I think mm-hmm.
0: you have a, a unique voice that for the next decade will be the voice of mm-hmm. how we as a as a generation are changing -hmm. Right, are changing the culture, changing the way we view the world, changing the way we view politics. Yes, and I feel like you're a thought leader in that. So I just want to say thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, We appreciate you, and we're gonna keep in touch because in in the next podcast we have, we're gonna have you want to talk
1: about. And we're over here raising four black boys Mm. in today's world, which is no easy feat. Um, You know, it gives me—I can't speak for DeVal but it just gives me anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just thinking about this world that we're putting them into. um, But what we're very deliberate um, about—we even did a travel show on Go USA where yeah. we took the boys to Birmingham, Alabama and we went to the 16th Street Church and we went to Civil the Civil Rights Museum and we're very deliberate about making our boys, um, immersing them in history and culture so they know exactly who they are yeah. and they yeah. know that they're equipped to do all the things because they can do all the things because why? They come from people who've done all the things right. given the circumstances. So um, I'm looking to looking forward to continuing to learn from you and being a sponge and then in turn being a vessel to be able to educate my children like you said the, the, the work we're doing now is not we're not going to feel the benefits yeah. um, for maybe our generation but right. hope, yeah. we're hoping for generations to come so Absolutely. I thank you for your work Lene and we celebrate you today on Deadass Podcast you. thank you thank
0: and let us for for know let everybody me. know where they can find you let them yes, you know where they can find you,
3: and what you you can have find me up. on the internet at Lene Vanee you know you can get hit to my brand launch at Bain by lv.com that's B-A-N-E-L-V what
1: BYLV? <laughs> <laughs> so it it's a lot to keep brain. track of. I know but it's yeah, okay. Um, you know what?
3: You know what's going on over here. So just come by and find out what we're talking about this week.
1: Amazing, Lene,
0: Thank you so much. We love Parking you. Parking lot, love bin bin. you, homie. Yes.
1: thank you. Thank you so much. We'll be back. All right, girl. Take care.
2: Peace. <laughs>
0: Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash blood to make an appointment now.
1: All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this near yes near the og that i used for years has now leveled up and they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing my personal favorite
0: But all year long.
1: That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
0: That's right. Go to walmart.com blackandunlimited black and to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. All right, so we're back.
1: All right, that was a great segment with Linnea. Yes. I'm just so impressed by her. I told you that yes. time I met her at the Essence Fest um, brunch for Target, it was just a good time.
0: To me, to have the mental fortitude and the awareness to say at 25 that mm-hmm. this is my calling, mm-hmm. this is what I I need to do, yeah, and to actually put forth the effort to get to it do done.
1: It's dope having the idea and doing it because yeah. people, you know, we meet people that are at 40 trying to figure out what they're trying to do. Facts. You know, so it's a blessing to know and to execute. So shout out to our girl, Lene. We're going to move into listener letters now because we want to hear from y'all. And we will dive right into the first one. You want to go first, babe?
0: I'll go first. You ready? Go for it. What's up, beautiful people? What's up? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm such a huge supporter of you guys. Thank you so much. Anywho, how was it for you guys navigating through your relationship so young? Me and my boyfriend have been together since we were 17. We are now 22 we really don't have anyone who's been together since they were young. What advice do you have? Girl, are
1: you new to the show? We 12 seasons in talking about this. And, you know, if you haven't heard yet, we have a New York Times bestselling book Facts. called We Over Me, The Counterintuitive Approach, Getting Facts. Everything You Want Out of Your Relationship. Facts. And we literally talk about the inception of yes. Kadeen and DeVal because- not for nothing. A lot of people see us now and they're just like, I want a relationship like yours. I want a marriage like yours. Like, what did y'all do to get to here? And this is 21 years in the making, y'all. So I think a good place to start because this is a loaded question. I mean, we probably can give a a cliff notes version of like the advice, but um, we unpack so many things that we talk about in the book because it talks about the meeting of two people who come from similar, but also different backgrounds, how our Childhood Our parents Our families Helped to shape Who we were as individuals And then trying to grow As individuals And as young people Has together. she been watching
0: the doc? Oh the doc ha- Have you been watching the doc Young lady? Yeah Love Against the World doc Has been on Patreon Are you subscribed to Patreon? That's the bigger question Cause all the answers Is in the doc, the doc And, and the you book. get the book You can get the book Put it on your lap And watch the doc While <laughs> listening to the podcast
1: Simultaneously
0: There you go There goes all the three answers
1: Three references Three sources For Bam. advice Bam! But there but you if go. you had to
0: answer the question,
1: uh-huh.
0: ask each other what you need, what you require, and if you love each other, keep working to be there for each other. For sure. Don't listen to nobody else. Outside nobody noise. else's opinions don't matter. Nope. Don't try to emulate nobody else. You will never be the Valen Kadeen You shouldn't want to be the Valen Kadeen because the Valen Kadeen don't want to be nobody else, and we don't want nobody else to be like us. Period. So talk to each other, young lady. you 22. That's your best friend. You his best friend. Y'all get together, collab on what y'all want life to be like, and get it done.
1: Oh my God, I love that for you. See guys. how I did
0: that then? That was great. I just footnotes the book then about 30 seconds.
1: <laughs> footnotes? Or cliff footnotes? Notes, a
0: cli- whatever is
1: it footnotes? Cliff Notes.
0: I call them footnotes.
1: Cliff Notes is the <laughs> abbreviated version, but yeah, we'll, we'll footnotes too. <laughs> <laughs> So I hope that helps, sis, but we do unpack a lot in all seriousness yes. in the doc, the book, and the podcast. I mean, if you listen from season one, and it's crazy to think we had season one, I think Deval and I both said recently that things that we said in season one and two and three, we may not even feel the same way now. No, but it's, at the, least it's the evolution. It's the like, journey, like, it's, right? It's the evolution. You guys can follow the journey of like how we came yeah. to be, at least in your eyes, Um through the podcast. I
0: think it would make sense if you listen to season 1 all the way through and then by the time you get to about season 9 mm-hmm. when we started filming here, mm-hmm. you'll see the differences and yeah. realizing that being in love with someone means evolving. For sure. So, I can't even give you an answer on how to make it. Mm-hmm. Be ready for ready ready to evolve and be ready for change. For sure. Yeah.
1: All right. On to the next one. Hi, Kadina Deval. I love you both, including your family, and I've been watching your videos since Roro was a baby. See blocking Deval. <laughs> they still yeah, do still to the extent that. to this day. Kudine, my sister, I'm from Guyana. This question's for you. GT. Okay. GT my <laughs> Hey, what's going on, Bana? All right. <laughs> um, all the, uh, throughout all my years of watching and listening to the podcast, I can't help but notice how much your libido from what you share with us has changed. I remember the podcast episodes where you mentioned that sex was just wasn't just wasn't a priority for you, and now I hear Deval making Jokes about how he can't keep you off him, and you make a lot more comments about sex and how enjoyable it is for you. What has changed? Do you have any advice? I'm young, my husband and I are 27, and -hmm. we've been together since middle school. He's the greatest husband ever. So sexy, an amazing protector. You better talk about your husband. That's what I'm talking about. It's giving my man. Thank you, man. You better talk talk about that, man. That's what what I'm talking
3: about.
1: And he still gives me butterflies when he comes home from work at the end of the day.
2: I
3: love this
1: for you guys. We have one little girl and uh, with a little boy on the way. He meets all my needs and more and I wish he could say the same about me especially when it comes to sex because it seems that that's what keeps him the happiest when we're intimate and he feels desired by me. Thank you guys for all that you do. You both are truly role models for us. First of all sis, shout out to you and your husband. Um, I love that you can speak so positively about him and the relationship and that after time has passed because that's usually what happens. People feel like things fall off over time but the you guys are still so um, immensely into each other and you're making it a priority to prioritize him and what he wants um, sexually. And like you said, um, if you've been listening and watching to the podcast and even just go reference the last question from season one to season nine to to now, things have definitely drastically um, changed for me. But... You also said here that you have a little girl with a boy on the way. Yes. Um, I will say that children, children were, was a big thing for me. And, and yes. just libido hormones, being in the mood, not being in the mood, feeling like yourself, not feeling like yourself, being fatigued and tired, still being fatigued and tired. It's like something that clicks in a woman when you become a mother that you're just always tired all the time. So these are so many things that I know you're probably battling that I have battled too. Um, another thing that we've realized that was a detriment to me was birth control. Um birth control also to interrupted um. It affects libido, your libido. Your hormones, everything. And you can speak to that devout too, because you've seen a great difference in everything. I mean, I'm still not matching his um level <laughs> of mm-hmm. frequency and things like that, but there's definitely been a change in me since getting off of birth control.
0: Yeah, I mean birth control does what it's supposed to do. Not only does it eliminate your not eliminate completely but lessen your chance of getting pregnant but it also makes you not want to have sex as much mm-hmm. like that's just that's just part of birth control yeah Um. when Kadeen finally got off birth control her hormones regulated mm-hmm. and prior to that the only reason why she was off birth control was to get pregnant so right. then when she's getting pregnant her hormones are not regulated right so it's difficult to have a high libido, libido be into having sex when you're gaining and losing weight and your hormones are all over the place mm-hmm. Um. it took me and as an older gentleman to understand what we were going through during that that time Because while we were going through it, I didn't have the knowledge I had now I was under the impression that Kadeen's libido would still say the same And I didn't know that birth control was going to affect it Children were going to mm-hmm. affect it, fatigue was going to affect it mm-hmm. Now that I'm older, what I do is make sure that my wife has the necessary space she needs To get the rest she needs during the day So that she can bust it wide open in the night time You know what I'm here. saying? So it's it's both sides, you know, I feel like <laughs> Women have to do a job, a better job of understanding their own bodies. Men have to do a better job of understanding your wife's bodies, especially when they're going through pregnancy,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: postpartum, prenatal, and also understanding fatigue. So if we, as a collection of humans, learn to understand a woman's bodies better, sex can be way more enjoyable because then you'll understand why things are happening and you won't take it on yourself as I'm not desirable that's why she's not in a mood
2: because mm-hmm. that's
0: typically what happens men yeah. would feel like they
1: internalize it yeah we
0: internalize it just a lot like you guys internalize it when mm-hmm. your woman is not into you or she keeps rejecting you or she keeps turning you down it the, be, then becomes what's wrong with me mm-hmm. and a lot of the times what I watch from guys who say what's wrong with me is they look for an outlet to prove to themselves mm-hmm. that there's nothing wrong with them so they'll, they'll cheat or they just get depressed and be like something is wrong with me and yeah. then
1: you, you know, experienced that for a I experienced while too. That, yeah, for sure.
0: I thought um, that I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with me?" Right. Like, I, I work <laughs> out all the time. I make good money. I try to stay young. I compliment my wife. Like, what is wrong with me that she can't? Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't want to be with me like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then she got her birth control, and then I got a vasectomy,
1: and then and then
0: it was a wrap. <laughs> Because now so I be feeling tugs and grabs and rubs. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm like, where did this come from? And she'd be effect. like, I don't need no rub but it's here and now. You, know what, you know what I'm saying? I also
1: heard once you approach 40 that it's like, you know, take off. Well, time when you again. turn 40?
0: You turn 40 I got about T minus
1: about six weeks.
0: Can we push your birthday up? We can push it up <laughs> to about tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you turn 40 tomorrow.
1: You know what I'm saying? I'm off ahead starts.
0: I'm off ahead. So you can start <laughs> right now. And
1: on that note, (laughs) if you'd like to be featured as a listener letter, Comfortable are y'all? Like, I want to know at this point. We're like a family unit. I feel like we're 12 seasons in. Y'all just, uncomfortable? I'm talking about the, like y'all listening. I'm like, you guys are probably just K. like, that's the Valen being the You let me tell a Josh whole story. Josh
0: is uncomfortable. Josh ain't uncomfortable. <laughs> you let me tell a whole story about you sucking dick when my mother was in the, the, the freaking audience and didn't, didn't even tell me. I
1: didn't realize that she was there. Like, they said your parents were going to come, but I didn't know they actually really came. Like, we kind of told our parents not to come to our shows.
0: It's a wrap now with comfort level. If I could tell a story about my wife sucking dick and my mother could be there laughing, I don't care what anybody else feel. I am sorry. Okay? My mom was laughing, so y'all she gonna have sure to deal with this. She sure
1: laugh. She's, your dad's been a lot happier lately. Maybe they read the I don't book. Even want, oh. I don't even want to think about Maybe it. I don't even know how we book. got here.
0: I don't even know how we got here.
1: Yo, Scoop be hopping around this house. He be flying on the plane like, hey, If guys, you'd like to be a
0: featured as a listener letter, email us at deadass. No, I'm not going there with you. I'm not going there with you. My mom and my pops is off limits. It's
1: just what it is.
0: It's not that. That's it's just not what that. it is. So let's it's talk about your mother. Thank you to let's my talk man. about me, me and Papa. Then, if we're gonna do that,
1: they live in the same house uh-huh. as us. So at least the house is big enough. If they did have I don't any interactions, can I don't we not? Hear can we just skip? Can we
0: skip this all together? Like I am done. I am so done with this whole conversation right now.
1: <laughs> you started to read my tagline. Yeah, because you
0: keep talking about my mother. Okay. If you if you like to be featured as one of our <laughs> listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com.
1: That's d e a d a s s a d v i c e at. Gmail.com Stop
0: laughing Josh, stop laughing <laughs> Matt, stop laughing All right My mom is a saint Okay I was born through immaculate conception Absolutely Remember Jesus, how Jesus was born? I was born the same way Right mm-hmm. I was. I could walk on water if you want to see this me thork. There's water in here Y'all want to see me walk on it? just put the water on the floor I walked on
1: it Jesus the same? Have a seat
3: have Is a that seat. sacrilegious?
0: To say you the same as Jesus? <laughs> Call me DeVezus
1: Not you <laughs> I'm joking guys please, please I'm joking work.
0: Because now people Going to take that clip Of the vow saying He's Jesus you And post what? it and Cut it B. triple Just
1: cut it
2: Just <laughs> to be
0: sure Just to be sure <laughs> Lipstick I'm going to be on Lipstick alley Whatever it was You was talking about yesterday. Oh, God. It was a joke I don't believe I'm Jesus Okay I'm oh, Moses Lord. Um, <laughs> No Share your moment of truth <laughs> please. <laughs> this this whole thing went left. Far left. And it happened when you talked about my mother. My uh-huh. bad.
1: Nobody be trying to involve your mother in nothing. So I hope that helps you, sis, uh, to tie up that listener letter. <laughs> and moment of truth time. Getting back to, uh, what did we talk about today? Oh, Lene. We had Lene. Yeah, Manny see, you on don't even know where your mind is Parking right now. lot pimping. Yes. Um, She was a great guest. What do you have to say to the folks as your moment of truth as we talk about staying abreast on social and political issues and all that good stuff?
0: This is this is my moment of truth. This is something that she she brought up. Lene brought. I'm gonna say she. Lene brought up, which I think made the most sense. We presented ourselves as entertainers first, mm-hmm. so people were coming to us for an escape, Right. which I completely respect and understand. Because based mm-hmm. on we talked about celebrity decorum,
2: mm-hmm.
0: people don't necessarily want to hear from their entertainers when it comes about politics. It doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility, Mm -hmm. but don't expect people to want to hear it if that's not how you were presented to them, which I understand. But that also leads me to this. People like Lene are needed.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Are needed because there are plenty of uninformed and misinformed people if they didn't come across Lene's page Mm -hmm. would not understand what's going on in the very world we live in.
1: Absolutely. And
0: it's a shame that everyone has to resort to social media to get information, but that's where we are right now. Right. Okay. Before social media was TV. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that doesn't make TV any better. And before that it was books. Yeah. So right now social media is a thing. And I want to applaud Lene for being 25.
2: 28
0: now. But But but, but being 25 Mm -hmm. and being convicted with the idea that she has to spread information that she knows, mm-hmm. but finding a very entertaining way to spread love
1: mm-hmm.
0: and spread facts.
1: You took all the moments of truth because that was definitely going to be mine. I love that.
0: Oh, well, then you can piggyback off of it. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, go for it. Um, did you want to finish your thought? No, go, I ahead, go you ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just saying uh, my moment of truth is that sometimes you have to drown out the noise and find the outlets that, make information digestible for you. Mm. And I love that she takes the approach of poetry. She's in her parking lot. Like she said, you're scrolling through yes. and you're just like, why is this girl sitting in an empty parking lot? It kind of brings you in. And then when you listen to her speak, yeah. how eloquent she is and how informed she is and how how um, thorough she is with her information, yeah. it you can't help but to first admire her, but then actually learn something. Yeah. And I love avenues like that because we have a choice with what we consume. So why not choose a choice? platform right. that you know you're going to get good information and the delivery is always on point so shout out to Lene. um hope you guys follow her on parking lot pimpin oh my God, i'm tongue-tied today um hope you guys follow her on parking lot pimpin and all that good stuff and continue to follow us if you have not joined patreon yet Get on there. The documentary is live and underway. Yes. I am so excited about how everything came together. I hope you guys have been watching and enjoying. If you haven't yet, join Patreon to see exclusive Deadass Podcast content as well. And you can find us on social media. You can find us at Deadass the Podcast. I'm Kadeen am,
0: And I am Devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And also... Make sure you get your tickets mm-hmm. to Love Against the World Tour. VIP is sold out, but we have a lot of good seats left. I think we're probably at about over 50% capacity at this point, And we still so, have most cities. about three more months left. Yeah. So, hey, get your tickets because I don't want to hear nobody hit me up around January or talking about up our team. Facts. <laughs> oh, this is the last thing I'm gonna say, man. Don't be don't be emailing and atting people on the team telling them to get you in to sneak you into the VIP. That's not how I work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not And if you're going to be there VIP Make sure you bring your books mm-hmm. If you don't have a copy It's We Over Me The counterintuitive approach To getting everything you want Out of your relationship Available everywhere
1: Come on Physical yo. copies And audio It's holiday time So listen Get your friend Get your boo Tickets to the show That's a great holiday gift I think Yes Couple it with the book You got a whole little bundle deal Going on yes. there. Right. And,
0: and last but not least Remember this my mom is a virgin and I'm here from oh, Immaculate Conception.
2: Deadass! <laughs> Cut.
0: Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead ass the Podcast and never miss a thing.
1: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.